0: Welcome to the Solo Women RV Podcast, where we share stories, tips, and advice from solo women RVers, van lifers, and campers who are making their travel dreams come true. Whether you're just getting started in solo travel or are a seasoned expert, this show is for you. Join us. Just because you're solo doesn't mean you're alone. Here's your host, Kathy Belch. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 60. I just wanted to pop on here and give a quick life update. I'm recording this from my home in Portland, Oregon, and the reason I'm home and home this soon and wasn't planning to get home this quickly is because I broke my foot. Yeah, that's right. Um I was camping in New Mexico, gorgeous site, right on the Rio Grande River, outside of Taos. I had actually just met up with some friends. We were all camping together. And um, silly thing, you know, we were in this beautiful spot. I had just gone for a hike that morning, done a 10 mile bike ride, came home, and I let Tucker out. Tucker's my cat and I tie her out on this long, like thin dog lead. I'd let her out and I was in the van working on something and I have uh, windows up at the top of my van. So I had just climbed up onto my couch to look out the window to make sure that Tucker was okay. And when I stepped down in my bare feet, I just stepped wrong and, and broke my foot. Um, actually I heard a little snap and was like, oh no, I hope I didn't break my foot. I sat down, I put it up. It hurt a little, but not like crazy. So I just wasn't sure maybe, I guess I got into denial a little bit that I could have broken it that way. My brother, uh, when he was visiting me, he had an injury. So we had these ice packs. I pulled one of those out, cracked it open and put that on my foot and just sat there for a while. Eventually got out of the van and went to talk to my friends and they were like, why are you limping? And I'm like, Oh, I stepped wrong. And they're like, do you think you broke it? And I'm like, I don't know. And probably at that point, I should have gone to an urgent care or something like that to get it looked at. But I, you know, I just didn't really know. And also traveling, I have health insurance from Oregon and the plan that I have is for a specific provider which doesn't have healthcare in New Mexico. Now, I know I'm covered in case of emergencies and whatnot, but I actually I did have a bit of an issue with, the coverage, which I'll talk about in a minute. But, um, so what ended up happening was I didn't get it checked out. I didn't get checked out for almost a week. I was traveling with these two friends and we went up to Taos and we're checking out some sites. We went up to the earth ships, which was super cool. These earthen Uh, buildings that are built to be fully self-sustainable with solar and and they produce water and they, or they don't produce water, they collect water and they can produce food and they're super, super awesome. And I just kind of hobbled around. It wasn't like a long walk there. And then we also went to the Taos Pueblo. That was a little more painful (laughs) trying to walk around that. We boondocked together and, um, and then we went our separate ways. And I went to visit a piece of property. Some women live on a piece of property outside of Santa Fe, which was very, very uh, steep and rugged piece of land where some beautiful adobe homes on it, but very, very rugged. And I made the mistake of, you know, I came all this way to see this property. I made the mistake of trying to go up and down those hills. And someone gave me a walking stick. One of the women had this nice walking stick she gave me. But I think um, I really kind of messed my foot up by doing that. I was in a lot of pain. I ended up leaving. I was going to stay there for a few days, but ended up leaving and just uh, decided to go to a state park nearby that had electric and water hookups. Oh God, that's another story. So I had been boondocking and camping without a shower for about six or seven days and decided I wanted to book a campground with full hookups, water electric, get everything all charged up, fill up my water tanks, take a nice hot shower in the bathhouse. So I booked this uh, campground at a state park and, or actually it was a Corps of, uh, Corps of Engineers, the uh, Army Corps of Engineers also runs uh, some public campgrounds. And I, I paid like 25 a night, two nights. I had a, at the time I was working a contract job, I had two days left and I just wanted a nice spot where I could finish up this job that I was working on and um, and have all the amenities. I had reserved a site online It was on a lake, uh, looked like a nice site. It had pretty good reviews, but I pulled into my loop and when I, well, actually I pulled in first and talked to the campground host and she told me that this particular loop that I was in, uh, there wasn't a water spigot at every site and I needed a long hose. I'm like, all right, well, I got a long hose. I I should be okay. So I pull in and there's no shade at all on this site. Um, and the, wa- I was in an outside loop and all of the outside loop didn't have water, but the inside loop did. So it wasn't just a matter of having a long hose. I would have had to run my hose essentially across the road. Even if it, if it was long enough, it wasn't, uh, to get water at my site. And I'm like, Oh boy. Oh, well, you know, I had enough water in my tank. I was just like, you know what? I'll just go and take a shower in the bathhouse. So I got my things together and I started a hobble over to the bathhouse. and I got there and there was a sign on it that it was closed. And at this point I was like, no effing way. I think I literally said that out loud. I hobbled back and was like, I never ever try to change campsites. I'm just like, uh, oh, whatever, whatever I get I usually sit with it and I'm fine, but I'm like, I need to move. I packed my things up and I went, got my van and I drove down back to the, the booth where I had checked in and the campground host, she was a volunteer, God bless her, was just getting ready to leave for her, the end of her shift. Well, actually, before I went down there, I called, this was like a Reserve America or something, and I called the number to see if I could talk to somebody to get a change site, and nobody answered, and it was like 445, and the place closed at 430. So there I was, so I went, drove down there, and the campground host, her name was Ginny, and I understand what she was going through because as a volunteer host, and I'm a volunteer in Oregon State Parks, we don't have access to the reservation system, and she didn't either. And so she couldn't look and see if there were any other open sites and any of the other loops. So she said, "Well, I'll tell you what, come back to my site. I'm just right over here, and um, let me get my partner and See if, you know she she's a little bit better at looking at this stuff. Let me see if she knows how to find you an open site. So like, okay, so I went over there. Her partner came out. they were, you know, basically were like, uh, we don't really see anything. We don't know how to tell. And they and they were the sweetest women, and they ended up letting me park in their host site. Their host site had actually room for two hosts. And they were in one. And then there was this whole other part with a covered picnic table, water, electric, everything. And they let me set up right there. And it actually turned out to be wonderful. I mean, I guess one of the silver linings here is we ended up, you know, sitting together each night chatting and getting to know each other. turns out we had a friend in common, another campground host that I hosted with in Oregon, and they were great, wonderful, wonderful women. I stayed there two nights, didn't do much, mostly hung out and did the job that I was working on, and then uh, when I went to leave, my foot just wasn't getting better, so I eventually decided, okay... And it was turning purple and all kinds of fun colors. So I decided I would go to an urgent care to get it checked out. Turns out I had to go to three different urgent cares before I could actually be seen. The first one I went to, they didn't do x-rays. I mean, I just picked this out of, you know, I just Googled like urgent care or whatever first one I went to didn't do x-rays, but then they sent me to another one and then I showed up and they didn't take my insurance. So they sent me to a third one, finally the third one, took my insurance, did an x-ray, and it was kind of fast once I got there in and out. They got me in, got my foot x-rayed, the tech, I asked, she said, well, we have to have a radiologist read this. She said, but I think I see something. Oh, so I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> um the radiologist actually, uh, spoke to me via, they, they wheeled this computer in and she spoke to me via zoom. That was pretty cool. I guess, uh, whoever was currently working at the actual clinic was, wasn't going to be available for a couple hours. She had tied up with some other kind of emergency. So they wheeled in this computer and I talked to this, uh, doctor via zoom and that's where she confirmed yes my foot is broken they showed me the x-ray it kind of looked gnarly it wasn't just like a very clean break Um, they gave me a boot they gave me crutches and they essentially told me that I shouldn't be driving they gave me a referral for an orthopedist and suggested that I try to see someone there in New Mexico So this is where I started to panic a little bit. I'm like, what in the heck am I going to do? I couldn't imagine trying to get care in New Mexico. It was already, and this was Saturday, by the way. So I knew that no matter what, I wasn't going to be able to see anyone, at least until Monday, if not longer, because who knows how long the specialists are backed up and whatnot in that state. I had plans that night. I was planning to drive to a harvest host just like an hour or two away to spend the night because I figured I was going to be busy that day with the urgent care. And I made, made a reservation just a couple hours away. So I had a little bit of, I guess this is where I started to have a little bit of anxiety. I called my sister. I didn't know what to do. And, um, I ended up just deciding I was going to try to start making my way back home. I don't know where I was going to go, but I didn't, you know, I had a place to stay that night and that felt like a safe thing for me to do was just to, I had been driving anyway, uh, the whole week. And so I figured what can I, worse can I do to it now? So I put on my sturdiest hiking boot and I drove the couple hours to the harvest host in New Mexico and like just was just trying to figure out what to do. I reached out to a friend. I said, Hey, you want to come pick me up? She had offered to come pick me up previously when, um, when she knew my van had broken down and she couldn't do it. And, um, a friend randomly just reached out to me. She was in Arizona at a wedding and she had just reached out, asked me a question about something else. And I was like, dude, I broke my foot and I don't know what happened. One thing led to another. And this friend, oh my God, thank God for Myra. Myra was planning to fly home the next day or two and to Portland. She lives in Portland. She was at a wedding with her wife and daughter, and and she ended up changing her flight, and then her wife even had to change her flight in order to get her daughter and her on the same flight, and Myra rented a car. I paid for it. She rented a car, drove up to meet me. I, I ended up driving to Flagstaff, which was a few hours away from where I was, and we ended up meeting in Flagstaff and she drove me home. She drove me the 20 or so hours, 1800 miles back to Portland. We did it in three days. I guess a couple of highlights from that was that we got to go to the Grand Canyon. Myra had never been to the Grand Canyon. And then we also drove through Zion National Park, which are both just spectacular. We had really good weather We visited some of her friends at a couple of key stopping points along the way. We made the most of it. We listened to a lot of podcasts. We listened to some music. We talked a lot. It was, I mean, just really, really, really an amazing, amazing gift that I had this friend come through for me like that. Like, I feel really, really grateful. So anyway, that's my update. That's what happened. I was also really lucky that my tenants had just moved out. They were supposed to be staying through the end of the month and they had moved out a week or two early. So I had my house to actually come back to. So now here I am. I'm back in Portland. I still haven't seen a doctor to get, to figure out what's going on. And and whatnot with my foot, if I'm going to need surgery or not, I did have to bring the x-rays in and get more x-rays. And I'm just sitting here now kind of waiting to hear from the doctor. So anyway, that's the story. And I, um, I guess I just kind of want to end it by saying uh, in a previous podcast, I had talked about my RV breakdowns and how I had been so prepared for RV breakdowns. But truthfully, I hadn't paired for my body breaking down. I hadn't really, I didn't have a plan for what I would do if something happened to me and I was unable to drive home. So I'm going to start doing some investigation now. If any of you have ideas or tips or advice uh, for insurance policies or that kind of thing that I can write about and recommend um, I'm happy to hear your suggestions. just go ahead and drop me an email. Let me know what you do what you what are you what are your plans if something happens to you out on the road? I know this is probably one of the worst nightmares. I mean it's not the worst nightmare because it was just a broken foot. It's not like the worst thing that could happen and um, I did have. You know, I was lucky that I happened to have a friend who happened to be traveling through the area that happened to be able to have a flexible enough work schedule that she could get it off, and come and drive me home. But you know, as solo travelers, we have to think about these kinds of things and what would we do in this kind of worst-case scenario. So I'm going to start doing some more research. We'd love to hear from you what you would do in this situation, or maybe what you have done, or what resources you have to deal with, uh, an emergency like this on the road. And I will be following up with a blog post once I gather all those resources so that nobody has to panic. Like I did if something like this were to happen to them on the road. And then finally, just kind of a program note, I've decided that from now through the end of the this year, through the end of 2022, I'm um, instead of doing a weekly podcast, I'm gonna do bi-weekly. So I'm gonna do every other week until the end of the year, uh, just so that I can get caught up on some few other things and really put a lot more time into planning for the podcast, planning for the blog and planning whatever my next moves are going to be once I get cleared from the doctor to start traveling again. So that's my update for this week. Thank you for listening. And as always, I'm always happy to hear from you. You can reach out to me at Kathy at solowomenrv.com. Thanks for listening to the Solo Women RV Podcast. Please join our email list over at solowomenrv.com to stay up to date on all things solo travel related. And if you like what you heard today, please consider becoming a podcast sponsor. Details can be found over at anchor.fm slash kathy belge. And if you know someone who would benefit from what we talked about today, please share this episode with them or leave us a review over on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really helps and makes it easier for others to find us. The solo women RV podcast theme music is Field Station by Nicole Potolsky. And until next week, we'll see you out there on the road.